This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Crank it all the way up. Crank it. You look like a little baby today. Do I? Yeah. Thank you. What's going on in your face? Youth? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I looked at myself and I was like, <laughs> I look old. <sighs> That's nice to hear. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm bloated. And so it's filling out all my wrinkles. <laughs> I'm bloated and gross. And so, you know. How that fills out your wrinkles. It looks great. Thank you. The bloated, gross look. Bloated. Is really good on you. Drinking last night works well on you. Yeah. We've started, right? Is this it? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> is this the way? Thank you. I feel like um, sneak starts are the our best way. Sneak so starts that- and compliments. <laughs> the best way to start anything. <laughs> Were you in on me telling Georgia she looked like a baby? I was all there for it, yeah. yeah great, okay. Great. Great. Just so people know what I was yeah, talking thank about. Thank you. Yeah. They know that we're actually, like... Nice. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I'm having a fucking depressed day. So it was nice to start with telling me that. Thank you. That's right. Now you have to say something nice about me. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) You look gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I did think when I walked in that you look pretty. Your your cheeks are really rosy. Your skin is glowy. It's because I haven't left the house in days. So when I actually go out, I'm like, you guys, I'm out here. Your cells are like, what? (gasps) Oh, my God, outside. That's good. That's better. Happy. Be outside with people. Welcome to my favorite murder. (laughs) I ate Del Taco last night. (laughs) Chili cheese fries. Anyways, oh, yeah, you already said, but this is my favorite murder. The minisode, that's Karen Kilgariff. That is Georgia Hardstar. Hi. Hi. So this is where we redo your hometown murders that you send us. The subject line of this email is, my d- best friend's dad was Mary Vincent's lawyer. <gasps> Holy shit. Come on. Hello, MFM boss ladies, pod producing guru, and plethora of pets. Oh. <laughs> Um, over the long weekend, my best friend came home to visit from New York. We met up in Orange County. Hey. Ha- and Sorry. Ended up- <laughs> Beige apologies all around. <laughs> and ended up having dinner with her parents at one of our favorite spots. I've always yeah. known her dad was a badass lawyer, but I've never really asked about his cases because I didn't want to sound too intrusive. While at dinner, he told us that he recently had a meeting to talk about one of his most high-profile cases, a case where a young woman had her arms chopped off. <gasps> I swear I must have looked like a crazy person in this tiny restaurant when I squealed, oh my God, was it Mary Vincent? And indeed, indeed it was. I have chills right now. Right? Her dad went on to tell me that he represented Mary pro bono throughout her case against her attacker and even went with Mary in front of Congress (gasps) advocating for the No Second Chances for Murderers, Rapists, or Child Molesters Act of 1998. Amazing! How fuck? I've never heard of that. I have fucking chills. So I'm like, I'm saying I've never heard of that. And I'm like, did I say it in my story? You might have. Um, That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, when we returned to their home after dinner, he showed me photos of him and Mary speaking before Congress 
And he told me about how Mary used to babysit my best friend and how her sons and my best friend loved to play together as kids. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. I am still blown away by the fact that I have such a close connection with someone who knows Mary. It shows how small the world is, but it also put, puts things back into perspective that these horrific things happen to real people. And while it's so depressing, it's so important to highlight these awful things so that we can try to prevent them from happening again in the future. As a 25-year-old Angelino, I have to thank you both from the bottom of my heart for confirming my love for true crime isn't weird, my neuroses are valid, and the constant reminder to lock my doors. All the best, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor! Such a good email, Taylor. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I, if you, Taylor, yeah. took a picture of the picture of Mary Vincent, or I bet Stephen could find one. I'd love yeah. to see a picture of Mary Vincent testifying before Congress. I would too. That's, I just, the fact that she did that so badass, it's so unbelievable. incredible. And what a great fucking law that should absolutely always be passed. Yes. Fuck you, murderers, rapists, and child <laughs> molesters. No, unless you're one of those three things. Oh, um, no. That's, it's a very special 100th episode. Um, <laughs> here to tell you about clean. my past. <laughs> okay. This next one, it, the subject line is Beach Day with My Dead Dad. Oh, I saw that movie. It was great. Uh, legend. Okay. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, Elvis, Mimi, Dottie. Oh, the new cat. I was like, who the fuck is Karen, your face when you said Dottie. I knew you haven't been paying attention when I talked about how cute she is. Dottie. Dottie. Who the hell? Oh, Dottie. Uh, George and all the other precious animal friends everywhere. Well, fuck Frank. I, he gets nothing. Okay. First of all, I promise this isn't a week in a Bernie situation. <laughs> she knew. Secondly, I love your podcast. I cannot right. wait to see you guys in Madison in October. Hi. Can't wait. I naturally started listening to you the week after you were in Milwaukee. Y'all were amazing. Make my days at work go by so much faster. Thank you. Thank you. Here's my ghost story. Sorry to disappoint, but it's not a scary one, and no one was murdered. My dad died when I was 16 years old. We were incredibly close, and I was a total daddy's girl. Mm. Losing him was really hard. That's such a young uh, age to lose a parent. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Every year on his birthday, I would try to do something nice to remember and celebrate him by doing some of his favorite things. Drink martinis, watch old westerns, go outside, eat apple pie. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not like your dad. Yeah. I don't go outside. No. Um, okay, so a few years ago, I was feeling especially bummed on his birthday. Just missing him a lot, so I decided to go out of town. Mm. I was living in Green Bay at the time, and I found myself in Manitowoc. Is that how you pronounce it? It's the one from yeah, Making a Murder. I think you're right. Manitowoc. Um, she in parentheses, yes, Making a Murder, Manitowoc. Okay. I was driving down some side road by the lake where I found the tiniest little beach, completely separate from everything and every, everyone and everything. The beach was maybe 30 feet by 20 feet. I'm not a geometrist. It was small. <laughs> There were, two, there were two chairs on the beach. So I decided to pull over and sit in one of the chairs and just watch the lake. There, were there was absolutely no one around. Perfect because I really knew I needed to ugly cry Aww. and I didn't want anyone to see. When I sat down, I immediately started crying. But then I suddenly felt fine. I felt totally fine. I felt comforted and safe, a complete 180. After an hour of watching the waves, I got up to leave the beach. And on my way out, I saw, clear as day, my name written in the sand, <gasps> Kate. It was at least three feet tall. I know I would have seen this on my way in. It took up most of the beach. Ooh, I just got chills. I got chills if I am my whole body. Um, also, no one spells their name like me. Most people spell it with a K. Uh, she spells it with a C. I knew my dad was with me, but this was just a slap in the face. I needed to know he hasn't totally left me. 
Oh my god. Sometimes it's terrifying to know that we're not alone. But it's also good to know that the people we've loved are also hanging around. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. God damn you, Steven. <laughs> She's saying that because Steven picked it. This is not a random. <laughs> you ladies keep it up. I have no cool witty closing. I'm sure it'll come to me after I send this. Love, Kate. P.S. Karen, you're amazing on How Did This Get Made? And Georgia, your drunk history gives me life. Aww. Okay, bye. Sorry, oh that got God. me good. Yeah. That got me good. Seeing her name in the sand and then it's spelled differently. And also, she walked in that way. Unless somebody snuck up and as a nice treat, wrote her name in the sand. Well, then it's just creepy. Well, yeah. Then, then it goes the opposite <laughs> direction. It's, it's not a nice someone treat. followed her from fucking Green Bay. <laughs> and knew her name. And knew her name. And knew the spelling. Uh, that was magical. And that there were two seats there. Yes. And that she didn't, she went to like purge it, but then it was like, oh no, that's not actually how I feel. And then chilled it out. Daddy. I mean, that was beautiful. Yay. As someone who likes their dad. Oof. I, that made that got me. Same here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The best thing I ever found under a floor. Hey, all. Thanks so much for the Rad Podcast. You asked for stories of things inside walls, etc. And while this isn't creepy or weird, I had to tell you about it. My dad's best friend, Roger, died of cancer about 10 years ago. Recently, his widow was remodeling their kitchen and they had to rip up the old floor. <laughs> They found a board on the bottom side of which Roger had painted, I love you always. <gasps> oh, there's a photo. No. Let me see. I can't see that far away. Oh, my God. No. Uh, it's just the kind of man he was. <laughs> the most selfless and caring person you could ever meet. Needless to say. Oh. I love you. It says I love you always. There's a photo on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, needless to say, it was a super mo- emotional when they found it. It still makes me tear up to see the photo. I've attached a picture for you. Can't wait to see you in Columbus. Lindsay in Indiana. Oh, my God. I'm totally crying. You're crying. Well, that's so fun. That's the best. Yeah. A delay. I have to say, I'm not going to lose my shit, but I have to say, I have a junk drawer and I was telling you earlier how I cleaned Mm -hmm. it out this morning, but the first time I cleaned it out, not the first time, but one time I cleaned it out and I found a card from my mom (gasps) because she was big into sending cards and she Uh would do it all the time. And it was like, not that big of a deal, Yeah. but I found this one in this drawer and it was like, she was being very self-reflective and it is the loveliest fucking card. And it's just all about, I can't tell you how much you and your sister mean to me. And there's this whole thing that's like new again. Yeah. Getting a letter from your mom. When I got it, it was like 1994 or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And it, was the best. So that, like, I think that put me right in that. That's like the same thing, but yeah. with something like that, she never knew she had it in the first place. And she might have never known. Yeah. If they hadn't ripped the floor up, they might have never known. And so he just did it just to be, what a sweetheart. It's like the reverse of sweetheart come. Yeah. Oh. The subject line of this one is grandma finds treasure after grandpa death. Oh, yay. Hey, all. A few years ago, my husband's grandpa died, and his grandma, being an older lady on a fixed income, was planning on selling his grandpa's guns for some extra money. She had she has no business operating or owning a gun, so smart move. Yeah. Grandpa kept his guns in a gun safe, um, but she had no idea where the key was. She asked my husband and me to come help look for it. She had looked in all the obvious places, so we started searching in the less obvious. After scouring the house, my husband started looking through grandpa's closet. In a couple of 
of the coats and pant pockets, he found fistfuls of small bills that totaled to about $200. Wow. His grandma was stoked, but we kept searching for the key. We finally found it in one of his shoes in the back of the closet. Love it. That's such a smart place that, like... Then you have to tell someone you put it there. Yes. And you have to remember you put <laughs> yeah. it there. After the hard-earned search, we opened the safe and started inventorying the contents. At some point, my husband noticed the shotgun was next to the shotgun case, um, which in parentheses looks like a shotgun-shaped duffel bag. And the case was oddly lumpy. Mm-mm. He unzipped it, and a pile of small bills mm-hmm. came falling out. The money totaled just over $12,000. Holy shit! Mostly in ones and fives. Oh my god, Grandpa! From the small denominations, we were able to piece together their origin. Grandma is an avid slot player. They used to go to the casino regularly, withdraw some cash, split it, and go to their separate ways to play. Grandma thought Grandpa was bad luck, and he wasn't allowed to play (laughs) near her. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad. (laughs) Um, Instead of gambling the money every time he would literally he would pocket it likely where all the cash in his coat came from Mm -hmm. and move it to the gun safe for a rainy day turns out when he claimed to always be losing he was just being smart and saving grandma was relieved to have the money as she was stressing out about his funeral i'll never forget the image of a pile of money on her kitchen counter and her cursing and thanking him in the same breath stay sexy and don't assume grandpa is bad luck nicole I love it so much. That's like, it's like sweet and sad and smart and and to me, it's the romantic. It's the most romantic thing, which is someone thinking about you. Yeah, not like I'm thinking about you and trying to get all this credit, but just doing it like in the way that actually matters. Am I wrong that that sounds like something Vince would do? Oh, absolutely. Right. That's yes. And Vince is the person that just like, yes, he's the take care of it big picture guy. Yeah, he like he has me sit at Buffalo while I fucking blast through a bunch of money and he goes and plays. Okay, good night. Um, <laughs> Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient. Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. 
June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Well, here's the subject line of my next email. Ash is in the trunk. Okay. Hey, everyone. My name is Mary Lou, and I'm a semi-frequent emailer, very heavy listener. (laughs) Thank you for declaring yourself, Mary Lou, so clearly and accurately. Yesterday, I went to go see um, The Dead and Co., and then in parentheses, The Grateful Dead minus Jerry Garcia plus John Mayer. Oh, right. John Mayer's? Mayer? The one that invented the lemons. (laughs) At the Gorge in Washington. Ooh. So before I went in, I ate three grams of mushrooms and started (laughs) tripping almost instantly. (laughs) They love drug stories. Yeah. Send us your drug stories. Also. Don't do drugs. Send us your drug stories. Don't do drugs. But then again, if you go ahead and eat some mushrooms in the out of doors, because you're going to enjoy some trip out music where Mm -hmm. every other person there is on drugs. Is, including the entire band. And the roadies. And the roadies. And... And the concession get people. Every (laughs) single person is just going to be the chillest of the chill. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm I'm also on mushrooms, so I lost my place. (laughs) Uh, And I immediately started tripping. Thank you. While I was watching the show and going through an intense roller coaster of emotions, (laughs) as one does who is tripping on mushrooms, Uh I realized my mom's ashes have been in the trunk of my car for an entire year. Oh, my God. You put your mom in your trunk and you left her there for a year? (laughs) They have an explanation, I should say. Oh, no, it's Mary Lou. So we know it's... Um, 
Mary Lou has an explanation. Last year on Mother's Day, my mom died in her sleep of mysterious causes oh. at the age of 50. Oh, that's awful. Oh, I'm that's sorry, awful. Mary so Lou. sorry. I was 19 and had to Ugh. plan, pay for, and organize my mom's entire funeral and such. Oh, honey. It's really shitty. It was a lot for a 19 year old to deal with, but I got it done and it all worked out. Fuck yes, Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Well done. Your mom would be proud of you. That sucks so much. I know. That at 19. 19, and that's the thing about when people die is the people closest to the person who are the most affected also have to start making a shit ton of decisions. This is why you want to do it before you die and make all your plans and shit, right? Yeah, you want to, but no one does. No one does. Okay, no one does. Okay. On. All right. We're with you, Mary Lou. Um, after spending most of the summer in Wisconsin, where I'm from, I realized I needed to change. So I uprooted my life, put my dog and all my belongings Ooh. in my car and moved to Portland. Nice. It was actually a great idea. Yeah. I had planned on bringing my mom's ashes with me. And as I made this long trip, I would stop in beautiful places and scatter her throughout the country where she would be whisked away over pretty landscapes. Huh. Only problem. I left home without the fucking ashes. <laughs> By the time I realized this, I was already in Northern Colorado. Oh my so I made my dad FedEx them to the airstream I was staying on on a farm in Fort Collins. That sounds amazing. So good right now. Yeah. Okay. When they showed up, they were in an Amazon box that my dad had just reduct taped and scribbled my address on in purple Sharpie. I threw the box in the trunk and kept on driving. But for whatever reason, it never felt like the right time or place to scatter her. That makes sense. Uh -huh. I moved to Portland and became a preschool teacher and have been living here ever since. I kept forgetting that Sue was indeed in the trunk of my car and that eventually I was going to have to do something with her until I ate a bunch of mushrooms at the gourd. Oh, oh my Mary God. Lou, this story is... When you're on mushrooms, don't think about your dead mom's ashes. Like, that's the, the worst thing to think about. But it's also, like she's saying, because these crazy drugs, yeah. psilocybin and mushrooms, are an emotional roller coaster. Uh -huh. You go emotionally crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's perfect, just like this email is an yeah. emotional roller coaster. Okay. I realized a year is way too long to have my mom in the trunk of the car and that it's not haha -ha funny anymore. It's just fucking weird. So today I went to my car and pulled out the box where I opened it in my apartment only to realize some of the ashes had spilled out from the plastic urn into the cardboard box. I go to dump it out of my window to try to dust off the box but the wind blew it into my apartment <gasps> at that oh, blew into my apartment at that exact moment and pieces of my fucking mom's ashes blew into my house and into my face. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Lesson learned. If you keep your mom's ashes in the trunk for a year, she will retaliate when you finally move her. <laughs> my mom is the reason I'm a murderino. So Sorry, Karen. And she would have loved your podcast. So on both of our behalves, SSDGM Mary Lou. Oh, I'm crying too. It's so good. It, fuck. It's like you can't do death correctly. Yeah. It always is fucked up. 
it's of course you're avoiding spreading your mother's ashes (laughs) it's like to have your mom die sucks so bad she is traumatized by this terrible event and then she tries to like make it right do the right thing (laughs) of course (gasps) it's just so typical that's amazing it's just so good that's a great story thank you for that very personal and very awful story Mary Lou (laughs) good job Mary Lou uh I'm sorry it got me. No, I love it. It got me it's good. Beautiful. You got me good. Okay. It got me good. Okay. Uh, this is the here's a hero pet story. Perfect. That we've always wanted. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. Sladies and pets. What's that mean? Like sleigh ladies, I think. <laughs> I'm Guys. Too, I'm old. <laughs> what are you about? Here's my hero cat adventure. Uh, I'm highly allergic to cats, but I was at the Humane Society with a friend. Away from the other cats' cages was a gray cat with mange, and she looked rough. Mm. My abused animal flags were raised, and I approached the cage. Her name was Smokey. She was, and this is like a title, not good with kids. <laughs> not good with dogs. Not good with other cats. <laughs> and she was not good with the staff. Oh, She put a paw out of the cage when I approached, and I thought, your cat chooses you was a cliche, but that night I went home with the blanket from her cage to test my allergies. Like, I just picture her putting her face in this. It's kind of, <laughs> I love cats, but okay. Smokey was a fitting name because she looked like a cranky chain smoking butch of an old woman. <laughs> but a new life, a new name. I changed her name to Slate. She wasn't cranky. She had resting cat bitch face. Sure. She was a badass. She'd been at the shelter for eight months. As I signed the paperwork to adopt her, I was asked multiple times, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Slate hissed and swiped as they tried to put a collar on her. I picked her up off the ground and she stopped fighting. <gasps> she only swiped once and that's the day she saved my life. What? It was a few months after I adopted Slate. I thought it was just going to be an animal adoption story. I, for- <laughs> I forgot about the hero part. Like, this is really nice. <laughs> this is lovely. Oh, wait, what's this podcast? This isn't a podcast. <laughs> no. Okay. It was a few months after I adopted Slate. I worked third shift, but this night I had I was home with a cold. I was passed the fuck out in a deep, deep medicated coma when the fire downstairs broke out. I was so hard passed out that I didn't hear the alarms go off. My friends were evacuating the older folks, but they had no idea I was home because she was supposed to be at work. Oh, right. They had no way of knowing I was asleep in the apartment as it slowly filled with smoke. Oh, no. This was the one only time Slate attacked and it woke me right up. I got right the fuck out of there holding the cat under my arm. Something that was good was the big, quote, weird guy that every apartment has broke his arm knocking down the door to the apartment with the fire raging inside to save the pet that caused the fire. Oh, (laughs) this lumbering giant ran down the stairs, saw the fire, broke down the door, went into the apartment and saved the kitten. Oh, let's not call him lumbering. I mean, that's rude. (laughs) What if he's incredibly graceful? You weren't fucking there in the hallway. She's seen him lumber around the apartment building for years. Probably. But this is when his body took flight. Right. And he was suddenly the lead ballerina. <laughs> it was most graceful. <laughs> so don't discount the quiet. So don't discount the big quiet guy that needs to do his laundry and don't. Count oh, I out, don't. <laughs> don't count out the old cat. Oh. <laughs> Slate lived for another eight years. And when she passed away, a friend forged a special urn for her. She went from the cat that no one wanted to the beloved sidekick, SSDGM Paige in New England. Uh, Paige, she didn't just go to the sidekick. She went to a true hero. A hero. She woke you up. 
She knew what you needed. Slay! <laughs> Go get a cat at the Humane Society, everyone. Also, that's kind of amazing that that cat hated everyone that worked there, but reached out and touched totally. her. Of like, listen, look, can you please get me out of here? This fucking sucks. You, these people are insane. I, they love cats so much. We'll be your best friend. <laughs> All the other cats here are fucking dicks. If we, if I get out, I'll get a job and I'll pay you back. <laughs> I swear to God. Get me the fuck out Just of here. Please. Eight months. That's a long time. Also, get this blanket out of here. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> Put your face in it. I promise you'll love me. Do you know that when we adopted uh, my old cat, Rory, uh-huh. who died tragically, but comedically, <laughs> um, she it was the exact same thing. She was an old gray kind of tabby. She was way in the back of her uh, yeah, yeah. A horrible cage. Uh-huh. She was just like, forget it. Just yeah. keep going. And when they give you the room, yeah, they yeah. put you in a room to test it out. Uh-huh. The way she behaved was if we were trying to strangle her the whole time. She was like scratching at like the walls and shit, and she peed all over both oh, of us. Honey. Like she lost she was her feral. shit. Yeah, yeah. And then we, me and Pete, were both just like, we gotta get her. <laughs> You it's fucking like, sadist. Yes. We were just like, no one's going to take yeah. this cat. She's going to die in a shelter. And yeah. she was also really old. So we just were like, come on, you. And come it took, join us. It literally took, because I already had Angus, yeah. my big, huge, insane um, cat. And it took her like two weeks. She would, she was just hiding under the desk. Oh. And then finally one day she snuck into the TV. She's like, room. all right, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and she sorry, like, I didn't mean sat to. On, no, wait, did she like sit on you? Was she like snuggly from then on? Yes. Well, <gasps> she would come up. She would like, everything was a test. So you, if she came around, you'd have to freeze. Yeah. And just pretend like you were watching TV. And then she would put herself where she needed to be. Aww, and yeah. then you could pet her and stuff. Yeah. My cat Whiskers, who we found as a kitten on the street, uh, gray and white, lived to be 20 years old. And she oh. was like the fucking best. Yeah. Cats are the best. This has been the purrcast. Um, <laughs> Steven's been kicked off the purrcast and it's now on this feed. <laughs> right. <laughs> just fucking take and we over don't interview anyone. His whole concept. Uh, well, uh, fuck you guys. Thanks for uh, sending your stories. Send us more hero cat and dog and animal par- parrot stories. Anything. We just anything from your life. We Bio like it all. Yeah. Thanks but, for yeah. writing. Let's hear from those biochemists. That's right. My favorite murder at Gmail. Oh, um, first responder. First responders, apparently you haven't been represented Apparently enough. you hate us. Apparently you're keeping all your good stories to yourself. <laughs> all right, well, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs>